You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. He's back again since episode 202, and we're in the 800s coming up on the 900 mark. And Mike, it is great to see you again. Yeah, man. What's happening, Braham? How's, how's everything been up there in Maryland? It's hanging, I guess. I mean, our, we were trending a couple times on Twitter, then it seemed to die down. I'm hoping we can get the trend back again. It's actually... What happened is pretty funny. Someone paid the airplanes, like the ones with the banner flags. Yeah. They paid one to say, go home fucking tourists to just fly through the beach. Yo, my sister told me about that because I went up there during peak COVID time and um, I guess they had drones flying up there. And these drones, like my phone got jacked up from the drones that were flying around because I asked, I was like, what the hell's going on? I she's like, man, Maryland, they let loose out here people running around no mask and all this shit i'm like well maryland acting like ain't covid didn't exist <laughs> well I, I work at a gym and um one of the cops there was like all upset when he came in and i was like dude what's wrong he just goes man my uh wallet got stolen out of my squad car so i don't have any i'm like who the first of all who the hell has the balls to steal out of a cop car i mean i get it because they leave their car running which is like that's I mean, you're kind of begging for it, but out of a cop car of all things. So I started locking all my shit up. I was like, I don't want, even if I'm parked. That's that, that's, that's number one ballsy. But then again, you know, times is hard for some people. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's been difficult for a lot of people, especially now that things are opening back up. You got companies doing the same thing they did back with the recession where they're hiring people, but they're not paying people. So, you know, the, the unemployment stuff that they got going on right now, you know, you got cats that are like, you know what? Hell with that shit. I'm getting paid this unemployment money. That's going to be more than what people are fucking paying me now. My whole beef with all that was, where the fuck's my money? I've been in this shit since fucking day one. I've been an essential worker. Like, cut me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let, let me see something. Wait, what What do you do that makes it essential worker? Well, at first I was, a, um, I worked in a food warehouse. So, you know, you got to supply the schools, the hospitals, and the army and whatnot. Well, then once all the restaurants shut down, I ended up getting furloughed. Now I drive an oil tanker. So I, I pick up used oil and whatnot, you know, and this oil tanker. So I've been essential since everything started. I've never stopped really working. You know what I mean? So I've been out in it. See, we, I, I, I wouldn't, I was out of a, I had the weirdest experience because I left my job in December a little bit before my birthday. And then I got a new job in like the ending of Jan or the middle towards the end of January at a casino. And then when it shut down, it was like my whole scenario was like a zombie apocalypse. Like yeah. the casino was closed, but we still had to work there and guard the money that was there. So then we we're just sitting around like on our phones, plugged into the casino machines, you know, charging, doing whatever. But people would come up and be like, are you guys still open? It's like, no, grocery stores are closing. Do you think a casino is going to be open? And people are like, oh, oh man, people, people get they get bit by that bug. They got to They got to try to get that money. Like, all right, let me just go ahead and pull this handle one time, press this button, see if I can get lucky. Are you willing to risk it though? Cause I think the same thing for gambling is probably the same advice you could use for life where it's, you have to take the gamble. Like 
for instance, I literally just the other day was thinking about you see all the advertising on Facebook and all that for podcasts. It seems very essential because most people are on their phones doing some type of social media app that's going to get you the most traffic. But then there's a billboard in my town that's for rent for $400 a month. I'm like, I could just throw that shit up on there and see every car that comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you got to weigh out the pros and cons of the gamble, though. You know, like, like all right, when you're actually gambling your money, you're, you're, you're taking a risk without nothing backing, you know, like uh, when you're doing uh, stock markets and stuff like that, you can pretty much study what stock you think is going to generate the best revenue that you're going to get back, you know, and then, and then you got to think about it. Is it going to be long-term, short-term, you know, it depends on how much when you gamble, it's, it's more so how much are you willing to lose? Like you got to think, all right, if I, if I spend this much money, or if I, you know, you know, put this money out there, I'm willing to lose X amount of this money right here without seeing no return. You know what I mean? And if you're comfortable with that, then, hey, go for it. Shoot your shot. Like, I'm still looking for a sugar mama and or win the lotto. Neither one of those have happened yet. <laughs> I mean, I look at it like if somebody gave me $100,000 and told me I could go spend it on the casino, I would have free range to spend it at the casino. But when it comes to the money you work and you save for, that's a that's like asking to give up like an arm or a leg. You're like, I this is my if I give all this up and with the risk to what the percentage odd that I actually win something, what is that? Is that is the return is it worth if that whole entire giant 70, 80 percent that you don't win? Yeah, yeah. See, and, and a lot of people don't see it that way. You know, I got a buddy, he'll go out here and we'll hit the casino and he'll he'll throw down roulette and, and craps. I'm like, bro, how many times have you one, you know, you are, you got to read the table. It doesn't work that way. You can't really read a table. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I had another buddy I used to work with. He would play, uh, those, uh, scratch offs, but he would play like the $30 scratch offs. I never forget this one day he comes into work and he has a handful, like he made a, a fan of these scratch off. I'm like, yo, are those winning tickets? He's like, nah, these are the losing tickets. I'm like, the fuck? I said, all right, how many losing tickets do you have right there? He said, oh, it's about uh, 30 of them. I said, all right, so 30 at three at, at $30? Like, come on, bro. I said, how much did you win, though? Oh, I won 600 Okay, so you got 30 losing tickets. How many of those were winning tickets that are in your hand? None of them. Okay, so you won 600 spent roughly $900. So you really didn't make any damn money. And this is just scratch-off tickets, bro. The man was addicted to scratch off tickets. That's that's a real thing, though, because I remember I think it was like my second year of college. I was there's a gas station, a good old Royal Farms, world famous chicken, oh, but they're Rofo. always out of fucking chicken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went there to go get lottery tickets or like to get the Powerball thing, because the numbers it was like three. It was just when it was like I think it was like a couple of years ago, it was like three hundred something million dollars or something like that. And everyone was losing their shit, like buying tickets like crazy. And I went there and I was like, going to buy one ticket, then I'm done. If I don't win, that's it. I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I know, but I ever, I don't ever want to buy another ticket again. Cause I have that addictive, like for my personality with the amount of episodes I release, if I can, if you see the consistency, you see the content, you see the effort that goes into it. I, if I put that into something else, it can be addicted into something else. I worked out every day for nine years. Like I have that addictive personality. I played World of Warcraft for three days straight. I only slept a total of four hours between the three days and I went from level one to 97. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I have to be careful where I expend this energy out because if it goes into gambling, it's like, 
that's a really bad road to go down. So luckily I'm cheap as shit. So it's like when it comes in, I'm like looking at like all the yellow coupons. I'm like, this has a dent in it. That should be a little bit like less, right? You should put a discount sticker <laughs> hey, on it. Like, okay. You do it. You do it. The big daddy and throw it on the ground. Basically. Just, yeah. Just, hold on, just like the Oreos, right? You crushed any Oreos lately? Crush, dude, that, you know, that's my guilty pleasure. Just cracking that. <laughs> so at my work, I, I don't even care if they listen and hear this, but they have protein bars. Dude, the protein bars are crisp as fuck. So I just oh, stick my hand. Protein oh my god! They're like, why is everything in? Why is everything in halves? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Don't let me work. <laughs> <laughs> so the box got damaged. Air quoted. Damaged I mean, is shipping. <laughs> I, I mean, I just got off work not even a couple hours ago, and I literally just went to Walmart, dude, trying to beat the traffic right now in summertime in my town. People don't have their fucking brains on. The dude just sat staring at his phone at a green light, and I'm like, go! And then the light turned red. I was like, really? and you got caught. Yeah. Yeah. See, I deal with idiots all day on the road now that I'm back being a transporter driver, a tanker truck. It is insane since uh, COVID and let up and they let the doors open and let people back on the roads again. Traffic is nuts, number one. Number two, people are just fucking ignorant. Like, they don't think about shit. I, I have yet to see motherfuckers really use their mirrors because people don't forgot they got mirrors now. You know, even though you got some of these vehicles got the camera, that backup camera, and then they got the side camera too. So you really don't have to use your mirrors. No, use your fucking mirror. You know, pay attention. Hang the phone up, put the phone down, something. You know what I mean? Like you got, uh, I think Virginia had passed their law with the, with the hands-free not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? And then I still think about that shit because I'm like, all right, you got people that do the hands-free joint. You know, you got the phones that you don't want people to have phones, but yet you still have people riding around with dogs in their laps, cats and shit like that. You know what I mean? That there, to me is a, a distraction too. There's a guy at my work and someone came in and was like, hey, there's um someone left their dog in their car. And the, I knew the the truck he was talking about. I was like, I'll go tell the guy. I was like, dude, you left your um you left your 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 car. It's on. And he goes, Yeah, my dog's in there. And I don't want anybody breaking my fucking window when I'm doing a two hour or an hour workout. I'd rather just spend the fifty dollars in what AC to be able to make sure he's okay. And I'm like, that's I mean, that's I can respect that, I guess. But like my with the oil tank and drop, are you ever worried about somebody wrecking into you and the thing like that's my biggest fear is one of those things exploding. Oh, I yeah. Stop my like, car. My thing is, my, my, well, the big worry I got with that is like tipping it over, you know, or, or something off. And my automatic instinct is to like jerk wheel type shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, the the truck will roll. Depend, you know, the fluid that you have in it, you can roll a truck. If you're not paying attention, you know. So that it used to be a fear of mine before I even uh, attained a CDL. Was like, if I get a hazmat tanker endorsement, I don't want to drive a bomb. You know what I mean? Because that's basically what the fuck it is, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, well, I make a lot of fucking money doing this job that I'm doing, you know? And I'm cautious and I'm, I try to make sure I'm alert to everybody that's around me. So I can only be as safe as I can be myself versus, you know, somebody that's not paying attention. I figure I'm, I got, it's going to take something massive to really knock me off my ass, you know what I'm saying? Versus like a, a little civic. Little Civic really isn't gonna hurt this big ass tank crown driver unless I'm not paying attention. You know what I mean? I just get so freaked out when I'm driving and I get a group of people in front of me, behind me, and then off to the side of me. Cause I go, one person has a stroke, I'm fucked. I'm they're oh, yeah, going yeah, right yeah, into my yeah. car and then I'm never crushing Oreos ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what's gonna take to stop crushing Oreos. Uh, 
uh, probably a, my car flipping 50 times and hitting a tree is probably the most intense, but it, that's what scares me is when I get into one of those groups and I look at those oil trucks, I just stop my car and I let them go way ahead of me. I'm like, I don't want to, or I go past them. I just, I rather not be in this thing's way. Cause I'm in a small car and I'm like, this thing is just easily going to take me out. I'm not even going to make a dent to it, but in the possibility you see those crazy ass whatever they show in the news where a car explodes and 50,000 people end up like you burn down a whole forest. I'm like, I don't want to be yep. that guy. That's even on the news segment for that. Yeah. Like they were talking to us. We had a safety guy come through and he was talking to us about how, uh, I guess this happened in maybe 2014, 2012. He said that somebody was actually driving one of our tanker trucks and the truck broke down on the rail, on the uh, railroad cross, broke down, crossing over it, just stopped. So dude kept trying to get it started and it didn't, it didn't work. And the train ended up hitting and knocking it away in the air, exploded all this shit happened. Right. So I'm like, you know what? Never thought about that really until he said it the right then and there. And I'm like, fuck, if this truck does break down on the railroad track, I got a full tank. You know, I'm not going to sit there and try to start this fucker up. Like if it's stuck and the train's coming, it's going to have to blow. And I'm just going to run warn people behind me. Cause I'm going to be flailing and screaming like bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, back the fuck up we need to get the fuck out of here it's gonna be a big ass explosion run you know what i'm saying but that that's a that's a just a fear you have like when i was driving a box truck i used to have uh no it was a, it was a flush truck one of the ones that carried non-potable water uh i used to have people try to cut me off and whatnot i'm like you guys don't understand there's fluid in this truck my truck does not stop like a car you know this fluid will push me in a direction that i don't want to go in that the truck's going to keep going even when you got uh the guys in 18 wheelers they got a load in the back of their truck and people don't realize that, you know, there's a load back there. And if this guy has to hit the brakes all of a sudden, that trailer is going to do whatever it's going to do because the driver doesn't have control of that trailer. It's just a tractor that's pulling. You know what I'm saying? But people don't realize that, man. People think, all right, whatever you see me, I cut you off. Fuck you deal with it. You know what I mean? But that's goes to the, I guess the ignorance that people have, because now it's more so people are more about them and themselves only. You know what I mean? They don't really care for the, the other man, you know, to help each other out in the situation. Well, I think it, that's probably the fact of the pandemic definitely amped that up a lot. It just, oh man, did it. Everyone I think now has like monitored all their actions or all their, everything that they do in the world has come off of a TV show. Like nobody really. Yes. Yes. Hey Jim. And they're like <laughs> waving like a cartoon eighties, modern family style thing. And I'm like, what are you doing with your, you, I see people not looking both ways. I, I mean this, when I did jet skis, it's the same thing. Like with the truck brakes are not accurate on a jet ski on the water. The water's momentum is going to end up pushing a little bit. People are wrecking into each other all the time doing all they just, it's like, as soon as you get into your car, you're no longer you, as focused as you are on the road, you're no longer focused into everything around you when it comes to like people behind you. I'm so cautious as shit. Like I'll drive really good. I don't really have time. If someone's going slow. And I started to realize like there's a study that was done about aggressive driving and why does it ramp up so much? I think it's because subconsciously you're in your car, you know, you're in a machine and you could lose your life at any moment. You've kind of signed the unspoken agreement that you are now entering into this vehicle. You're going to take it out on the road so subconsciously it's in the back of your mind and when you see someone not going the speed limit 
Nobody knows how to work a four-way fucking stop. But when, Fuck no. when all these <laughs> interactions happen, your brain is subconsciously remembering that this could cause your life to end. So you're not really thinking about it, but it's in the back of your mind. And then that's why you get so aggressive because it amps you up to 10 because you have all this subconsciously pushed in the back of your head. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that because you start thinking like, all right, like, all right, I remember how I was driving when I was younger. You know what I mean? When I was just first starting to drive as a teenager to probably my early 20s, you know, I was pretty reckless with shit. But then once I had children, that really changed a whole lot because I even became more cautious because I, I got kids with me or if I don't come home, my kids ain't going to see me. You know what I mean? It, it changed my whole outlook on a lot of stuff. Having children really changed perspective or actually gave me perspective in the world, really. You know what I mean? Because there were a lot of things I didn't pay attention to beforehand. And then having kids, you pay attention to more more shit, and you're like, damn, what kind of world are they gonna have once I'm dead and gone? You know what I mean? When they're when they're my age, when they're you know about to hit forty and shit like that, what kind of world is it gonna be for them and my grandkids? You know what I'm saying? Because right now that's looking kind of bleak. I've lost so many friends during this pandemic, and a lot of like people like my age, and then people like very close to me, family wise, and like passing away. Yeah. Um, oh damn, condolences, brother. So I look at it like I get nervous now and I get scared because I realize how fleeting life is. And you kind of sign that. On, and as I, I don't have any kids, but from a parent's perspective, when you see your 20 year old, your 18 year old kid go out on the world for the first time or first get their license and drive off, you literally are That's now terrifying. Yeah, you're accepting that you have no power in whatever happens into the way. Like I remember coming home. I don't think this is probably uh, maybe I think around the time we first podcasted, but. I was almost hit by a train. So your train Damn. thing kind of brought it up into my head. Um, there's a, there was a light by a Rite Aid. It's always by a Rite Aid um, <laughs> where all the shit goes down. <laughs> the Rite Aid's the spot then, not to be at. <laughs> but there was a, there's a train track and I guess the lights had broke or it didn't have the signal working. And uh -huh. right, it's like a hill right by the, the train track. So when you're coming down this little hill, you can't see over what is a cemetery right there. So you can't see over. Damn, I see the, more fucked up. Yeah. So you can't see over the cemetery. And I didn't see, but as I just hit the train tracks, I look over and I mean, not even like a hundred feet away from my car was a train just going. I mean, it wasn't going quick, but it was going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I mean, it as soon as I get over the tracks, I'm maybe like five feet off the tracks now. This train goes right by. I'm like, what the fuck? And I just yeah. called. I mean, I had to get out of my car to take a breather. I was like, I almost just died. There was no siren. There was no uh, when the thing comes. I called uh, the police station, told them about the light not working. They had someone come down and fix it. But it was just like this thing. I was like, that's intense. That's a great story. And I go home and tell my dad. I'm like, dad, I just got hit by a train. He goes, what? He's and terrified. Everything. Yeah. Like, he just looked at me like, what? And then I told him the whole story. And he's like, look at me. He's like, I'm so glad you're okay. And it's like, uh -huh. I just realized like, that would have been 20 years of love, communication, yep. conversation, work that just got thrown out of the door and you would have had to restart or something else if you wanted another kid. And he just like, dude, you don't understand what it is that feeling when you first go out on your own for the first time. You're yeah. just praying to God you don't end up in some accident or something like that. And see, I never thought about that until... Uh... It was because I, I got two young kids. My kids are still young. They're not even driving yet. Nowhere near it. But uh, my niece. Now, when my nephew went out for the first time, wasn't a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, he's the oldest out of all my nieces and nephews. And 
it's also because he was a boy, you know, that I'm like, I'm not going to worry too much about it because I he, he can handle himself. He knows what to do and whatnot. But when my niece went out for the first time and, you know, she's telling me that she's going to this club her and her girlfriends are going to the club. I'm like, look, here's the rules. You don't take no drink from no dude. You didn't see a drink board. You don't smoke none of that motherfucker gives you that you ain't never seen done. You know, you, you stick with your girlfriend. If she gets too tore up, y'all roll the fuck out. You know, don't let nobody take you home. You know, you call me if you need to. Like, the the amount of fear that hit me that day that she went out messed me up completely. Like, it was even more so than when my sister went out. My sister went out for the first time, and she's a little bit younger than me. You know, I was very skeptical of shit, but I knew that if anything went wrong, she would call me. Because I know that's, that's how my sister is. If shit goes down, she's going to call me. Hey, bro, I need some help. No problem. But it's still, there's a fear there, like, fuck, you know, you can go into and be at the wrong place at the wrong time if something happens, especially with the way people are now. It's like, you know, I worry about my kids just being at school nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, when they when they go somewhere, you know, with the, when they're with their mom and they go somewhere, I worry about shit because I'm like, do you, can you protect them from whatever? Because in my head, I can protect them from anything physically that's coming. You know what I mean? That's just the way I think. I'm a, I'm a dad. You know, you're like, all right, I can protect them from whatever physically is coming. I can stop it. But if I'm not there, I can't do shit about it, which makes you feel like fucking just weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can, you can, you feel powerful about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. I think the biggest shock to me was my little nephew's like in elementary school. And he was like, yeah, we had a drill to today or whatever. This was a little, Oh, bro. The, 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 the safety drill when like a, a, a mass shoot or the, the shooting drill, the I'm gunman, like, the gunman, uh, drill. That's like, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's a yeah. shooter drill. It's like, well, in case a shooter comes in, I'm like, uh-huh. Dave Chappelle is the best joke. He goes, you just got to run zigzags and get the fuck out of there. Gotta be gunning yeah, for you. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Cause see my, my daughter told me that. And it hit me hard, too, because I'm like, all we had was fire drill. Exactly. We never had no gunman drill. We didn't have any of that shit. We had a fire drill. You stand outside and you fucking wait in line. Now they tell you to uh, get get in your cubby hole or duck behind this. The teacher puts up this. You got to lock the door. Like, they even have, they, my, my daughter was telling me, they even had people who would come around and, like, shake the door. You know, act like somebody's trying to come in. I'm like, you really putting a lot of fear in kids too at that point. You know, they're, they're children right now. They don't, they shouldn't have to worry about shit like that, which, which aggravates me because they actually have to, you know, and they can't really protect themselves because what's a, what's a door going to do? You know what I mean? If somebody wants to get in, they're going to get in. It's just like fucking a robber, a, a, a security system and locks are only good as long as the person outside that fucker's honest. You know what I mean? Well, I, th- what do you, what do you think it is, though? I've talked about it a couple of times, but I think it's just the vast innovation with how technology has just increased so much that it's like we're not in a system that's set up or it's very, very delayed and being able to process it effectively. I mean, very delayed is is more accurate because technology has exceeded what I guess people had originally thought. Like, all right, when I grew up, you know, you had the Jetsons, and you'd watch the Jetsons, and if you thought by 2000, we'd have flying cars. I had Jetsons, that, right? too, by the way. Okay, you had the Jetsons <laughs> later on, okay? like I, I, was got two, I was like two years old sitting on a couch waiting for my dad to get home at 1 a.m. so we could watch Jetsons. Because what, what are you, 25? I'm 23. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I got you by a good, good number, man. I'm about to be 40 <laughs> here in, in a few months, you know what I'm saying? You look great. 
Hey man, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. So do you for younger, man. You got you got that old soul, I like can, I said before. I can fit in the high school shirt, man. I'm pretty happy oh, about fuck it. Fuck the high school shirt. I don't even want to try high school shirt on, right? Now. <laughs> it's good if you got a high school jersey. I've been out of high school since fucking 99, man. Like before Y2K hit, you know. So when I was two years old, you were out of high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 97. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I got out. I got out ninety nine. So yeah, I was still in there for a little bit, but um, you know, I I grew up to where I could see how technology has changed so much to where my kids have no clue. Like I've watched the the death of the VHS, the cassette, the CD, the DVD. Cell phones come from this big giant box with a cord on it to fucking the little little tiny fucking blocks that we got now. You know, able to communicate and do shit like this with ease without having to being like a gigantic studio and stuff like that. So technology has has just took off, whereas us as a species, we hit some like stopping point somewhere. I don't know when it happened, but at some point we hit this like, all right, we're stuck here for a while and we need to figure out how to elevate ourselves and evolve from where we're at as a species together. But there's so much divisiveness that it, I don't know what the solution could be. You know what I'm saying? Besides everybody getting together and smoke some weed. Do you know what I mean? I think my answer to it, at least of what I've discovered, and it's not going to work for everyone, but I don't think it's, I think there's more that we can develop. We base everything off similarities. And I think actually the differences are probably what unites us the most. It's about learning. Life is all about learning. If you get different people in a room that think differently than you, it doesn't necessarily need to lead to an argument. It just needs to lead into an expansion of thought. And I think with all the conversations I've had, I actually have had many to a point where I've had somebody on around the time you were on, and then eventually at 600 episodes in, I got someone that's like, Oh, I went to school with them. You know them. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, if I, if you just know one person, you develop a good relationship with that one person, then that one person develops a relationship with that one person. They can find connections. Like, you know, Robbie. Yeah, I know Robbie. Oh, well, I'm going to be friends with you. Cause I like Robbie. And then it's this whole entire, like you see the community aspect of things, but with technology, for instance, nobody predicted it would go this far. Like, I don't, that's think also true. Like some person messaged me. He's like, I'd love to come back on the show. I was like, yeah, when I get around, like I'm in a, I always, my topics in my mind are always trending. So I try and get guests that are going towards the topic I'm interested in at the moment. And then it'll end up coming back around. And he goes, well, I could talk about what it was like before the age of cell phone. And I'm like, if you're over 20, you can talk about the age before cell phone, but you don't realize that in that 20 years, we have done so much. And I think yes. we signed the digital deal when we did that now. We've accepted that if you're going to have this device, which is going to be capable of making your life easier, it's also, it's like you use it or you lose it. And people are losing the basic communication skills, like emojis, like you got to make sure you yeah. add those in with your text messages so yep. people don't read it the wrong way. Yeah, because you have to set a tone because I remember uh, back before emojis, you know, people were like, uh, I remember texting this girl I was dating at the time. And she got mad at something I had texted her. I'm like, yo, what's the problem? Well, what you text me was, you know, it sounded like this. I'm like, there's no sound with it, sweetheart. You know, I was just making a statement to you to see if, you know, you wanted to go do this or not do this. You know, I wasn't trying to sound like, I guess it's the, how the tone you must have took, took it in your head. It's how you interpreted it, you know? And then I thought about it. I was like, well, yeah, you really can't send 
a tone through text. So I would rather call you and talk to you versus text, even though texting is quicker, but you're right about having to add the emojis to it to make somebody understand where you're coming from. Like if you're joking around with them or if you're being an asshole or whatever the case may be. But it's, it's, it is to me, it's interesting to see how far shit has actually come. Cause I remember the phones, all you could do at one time was just call them. Yeah. Now you got your whole network right there. You can do your bills, emails, calling, texting, uh, grocery shopping. You can check your blood pressure if you want to help even your blood sugar, if you need to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's so much you can do with a fucking phone now, except fucking make a call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, see, there's still spots you can't make a call with. <laughs> see, I look at it like it's important. Like for diabetes, I think that's all. I, if you're using it for technology advancement, I think it's awesome. But the way people do it, it's like if I send a picture of an eggplant to someone, and then they send me a picture of a snowman, I'm like, does that mean I can come over and get laid? And it's like, I don't know what the fucking. I don't snowman know what the snowman. Means. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I'm. I don't know. I'm taking shots in the dark, and they could mean like, no. I'm like, you want to go? You want to go out in the snow? And it's like it's snowing out. I don't know what the hell it means, but I'm looking at it like, just. Say, I'd rather hear someone say it to me because when you're reading it, it's all depending on what mood that you're in. So if you're in exactly. a hyped up mood, when someone goes like, if I say, "Hey man," like, "Hey man." Or it could be, hey, man, like within yeah. a, and it's a different thing. It's like how you read it is depending on if you're amped up, if you're if you're relaxed, if you're anything of this sort. And it's it's just it's so fucking freaky now how like dating, for instance, is now like I think there was a, a trend at least a couple months ago where it was like, we're going to do it in person or I think it was a year ago or so. Or, we're going to yeah. have in-person dates, no cell phones, no looking each other up and just going to actually talk. Then everyone's like, fuck this. And then they just went and got over it because it wasn't, yeah. it's changed to a new standard. Everything now is at a new level. So it's like kids nowadays, instead of getting their news from TV or getting their news from like newspapers or getting their news from things that older generations used to get their news from, they're getting news from TikTok videos. They're getting yep, news TikTok. from, videos memes gifts streams all that. all that yep because uh you know it's funny you say that because we was talking about this uh not too long ago and uh i'm like you know what's crazy is that when the dating game when when they came up with all those apps i remember i was single and i was like i'm gonna try out the uh plenty of fish and tinder and all that shit i live <laughs> on the fish. sticks you know what i'm saying that shit out in the sticks ain't nothing you know i'm on you farmers know? only bro i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on farmers only. Okay. I want a hard working. <laughs> you want an Ellie Mae, huh? There ain't nothing wrong with Ellie Mae. Ellie Mae was banging, man. Ellie Mae could do the damn thing. Semen pond the whole nine, man. I like Mariah Carey so much. She just strikes me as someone that's not taking the shit and she's going to be run the relationship. I'm like, uh, I go ahead. I can't, I, can't, I can't do Mariah Carey, man. Like, I could do old Mariah Carey before she got all drunk and fucked up. You know what I mean? At Everyone free, hates on free. Mariah Carey. <laughs> damn it i'm more of a i'm more i'm more of a janet jackson man janet jackson my, okay. is my weakness right there right. you know like, jennifer aniston okay i can roll with jennifer aniston on that yeah yeah, yeah. what jennifer about sandra aniston? bullock okay now i don't know if you know this about sandra bullock but i can fuck with sandra bullock but she takes baby dick cream on the face you know what I mean? oh my god thank you <laughs> so the past couple of episodes i've been saying that to someone and i found out i see i've been calling it for a while i don't like sandra bullock she just has something about her i never liked then you, what you just said i've been playing yeah. the actual clip recording and blowing people's mind cream. on the on the podcast they're like oh <laughs> 
that's true. And I'm like, yes, it's not a mashup. It's her, her actually saying it. That's but what's crazy. Is that's three years cream. ago. That's three years ago. I don't ago. understand why it has to be Korean foreskin baby that cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't they don't say nothing else. They don't say nothing else. It's, it's, it's Korean foreskin stem cells that they use to make this baby that cream that keeps her face and Oprah's face looking young. Why Korean foreskin? Wait, Oprah, <laughs> Oprah uses Oprah it? Oprah uses it too. Yep. Yeah, who's, mind blown. Who's, right? her, who's her husband? Okay, see, I got Stedman? another one with this one. Stedman. Stedman is not her husband. Stedman is still her boyfriend. This is my thing that I have with Oprah and Stedman. This is my running theory here. Check this out. That Stedman is really Oprah's sex slave, right? But Oprah doesn't have sex with Stedman. Oprah calls Gail over and has Stedman fuck Gail, and she just sits back and watch because ain't nobody touching Oprah's billion-dollar puss, man. It's just not happening. No. Nobody, Oprah don't have no kids. Her estate and all her shit's going to her dogs when she dies. Stedman ain't seeing shit. He's just locked in the pool house until she says, it's time for you to fuck Gail and we got to go out and be seen, take pictures. Here's a suit I bought for you. Come on. Because think about it. You only see Stedman when she wants you to see Stedman. He ain't out on his own. You'll never find a picture of him on his own. It's always with Oprah. I like, um, I like that conspiracy. But my way I was taking it, was that imagine Stedman is just, he's like, I fucking hate her so much. He but, probably does. But she goes, she's like, well, we're going to, we're going to use this for public appearance. We're going to, I'm going to use what I want out of you. And I run the relationship. And he's just so miserable, but he's been slowly over this mass amount of years, just compiling a bunch of shit where she goes, I'm over with this relationship. He goes, good, because I have all this. I'm going to blackmail you. Give me all of your, oh, he's money. ready to press the button. Yes. Launch the nukes. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to press the you know what it might be because look oprah's using baby dick cream just like sandra bullock if you look at a picture of stedman stedman don't use the baby dick cream because he look rough man stedman look like he fit to die <laughs> you know what i mean stedman, stedman looks a little rough man <laughs> oh you can't say it like that well uh, he does he looks rough stedman look like he's one step away man like he he looks like he should have some baby dick cream put on his face you know what i mean but oprah's just stingy with him like, but it just blows my mind that people are actually using this shit as the fountain of youth. You know what I mean? Like, you do know that you're putting foreskin cream on your face well, have from you, probably aborted babies at that, maybe. You know what I mean? Have you seen the actual clip? Because I, like I said, I've played it a couple times. With Sandra so. Bullock? Yeah. yeah. Well, she's on, uh, what show was she on? Was it Ellen? Ellen? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's so funny how you brought that up because I've been playing that. But um, <laughs> it's crazy because she said two things that are, would be not right today. And it's just interesting. We talk about the transverse of time, how time has kind yeah, of evolved in technology. Yeah. That was three years ago. And everyone laughed it off and considered it nothing. But then when she first goes off, she goes, well, it makes your face look like a burn victim for a day. You'd be canceled. You'd yeah, be done. Yeah. You would not yep. have a show anymore. Not a fucking thing. Doesn't matter that's, if you were in the fucking blind side yeah 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 that's another thing like if you go back and look at old school movies the movies that were played back then you couldn't play them now even some of the fucking shows that were played back then you couldn't play the shit that was seen on tv now with everything being canceled by you know somebody saying oh well that person said this i don't fuck with them no more. or this person says this you know this person gotta lose their job and all this other shit you know what i'm saying like there was a lot of crazy shit i'm like when did we become this way you know, where we have a freedom of speech, right? And if you don't like what somebody's saying, you could tune that fucker out. You know, I just ain't gonna deal with that person. You know, now it's 
you got to watch what you say because you could lose your job. You know, you could you could take your whole fucking family down the fucking wrong path by just coming out the mouth reckless. But you do got to understand that shit you say can get your mouth slapped. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you could slap a motherfucker in the mouth, boom. You know, you came out the mouth room, pop you in the mouth, and it's, it's over with. Right there, it's done. Well, there's a line that needs to be drawn. Like the one guy that said the, like the, that racist shit online, and then he told people his address, and then they oh all yeah, came motherfucker to his, showed up at his house. And one dude yeah. fucking dunked a bottle on his head, which was not. I seen to that me. shit. It was like um, <laughs> I would have done the same shit, dude. If somebody would have said something like that, I would have went to their house, be like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" But yeah, you gave the address. You want me to pull up? I'm here. But at the same time, like the 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 line that needs to be drawn is with Quentin Tarantino. Like he does the films, but people were like, you don't have enough of this type of actor, this Asian actor. And he goes, that's not what I'm pitching. I'm, I'm just trying to find the best actor to play the fucking role for the movie to be made. He makes 10 films. He said he's made nine. He's not, he's only making one more and he's done. He's never going to direct another movie again. So he's like, I just, it's too crazy now. Like, it's just, everyone wants to find like every show needs to have it. I'm like, do you, Anybody that's creating content, anybody that's like for me, for instance, I had a person say, are you are you racist? Because all you have is white people on. I'm like, what are the fuck are you? And you start to (laughs) you start to realize, like I looked through some of my episodes. Okay, some recent ones are, but I'm not even looking at the color. I'm just looking at conversation. That's it. And see, but people can't get past some of that sometimes. Like um, I was telling my homie, we was talking at work and I'm like, you know, have you ever noticed that now? Uh, majority of the shows now, and I have nothing against lesbian, the LGBTQ community at all. You know, my best friends, all the, yeah, I got friends that are gay. You know what I mean? I have no problem with it. But if you pay attention to now what's going on in TV shows and things like that, like I, I don't really watch TV. I watch kind of streaming network. And um, there's always one gay character in the show now. Just like they would do with Black people. There would be one Black person in the show all the time. You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's just it's putting it out there, but they really, they really throw that shit out there. Like there was a show on Netflix, man, I was watching and the opening scene was a transgender dude or a transgender female, I guess it would be because it was a guy turned into a female, uh, getting rammed by another girl with a strap on and they just show all this shit strap on comes flying out. And I'm like, Oh wow. Oh wow. That, that, that's a lot to take in on the first episode. But now, you kind of got me hooked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm scared. I, bro, I like what's it. What's going to happen? Yeah. Like, you know, I got to see what's going to happen now with these people. Like, what's going on in the show now? Like, you, you kind of caught me in with this one, you know? And then, like, uh, but I tell people this, I'm like, you know, it's it's the way times are changing. Now. You know, things are more acceptable. Like, my kids, they know that they got, they have a gay aunt. You know, this is your aunt here. This is her wife here, you know? And my daughter, She's very, like, I was brought up very open-minded. And so my kids are brought up the same. So my, my daughter goes up to my homegrowns like, hey, so this is your wife? She goes, yeah. She goes, and my homegirl was like, is that a problem? She's like, nah, I just wanted to make sure that was your wife. Huh, we're cool. And she walks on. I'm like, and she looks at me. She goes, Mike, I never had a child, let alone an actual adult, actually take that news as well as she did. I was like, she's a kid. You know what I mean? The kids are acceptable and accept everybody for who they are. Kids don't get um, that that negative tone with life until they get older and influenced by other people, you know, and what's and all that shit. Because right now, 
my kids go out here and play with everybody else's kids with no problem. But as soon as they become teenagers and, and get influenced by other people around them and, and, and the people that they've been around, you know, it kind of fucks up their mentality. Like, you know, I shouldn't be hanging with you, but you know, based on this or this, this, and I tell my kids all the time, it's like, it's not, you don't, you don't dislike somebody because they have a different opinion. You don't dislike somebody because they, they have a different religion or, or, or they, they like girls, like boys, whatever the case would be. You based the decision on hanging with that person, liking that person on their character. Like if, if something about them is throwing you off, and you're like, you know what? I just don't like that person because they're being this way and being disrespectful and shit. And all right, that, that makes perfect sense. Like my daughter told me when, okay, when you have kids, probably check this out. When your daughter comes up to you and says she don't like a certain person, you don't like that person either, okay? That's just how that rolls. <laughs> like, my daughter comes to me and says that she was friends with this girl. I remember hearing this girl was a new girl at school. They had fun. They played and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, she was like, Dad, we're not friends no more. I was like, well, why are you not friends? Well, because she's a jerk. She does this. And she, the way she treats people, I don't like how she treats people. And I don't want to be around stuff like that. Okay, baby, then we're not friends with that girl. Makes sense. You actually have a valid reason not to be friends with that girl because you don't like how she treats other people. Like, she's like, I try talking to her. She doesn't talk to me no more. She then that's a loss you just got to chalk up. But you're young and you understand that already. So that right there makes me feel that, all right, I've done my job as a parent. That you understand that it's okay to, to lose contact with somebody based on how they treat other people, too. If you, if you don't want to associate with that, that's not a problem. You know, my son does it all the time. My son will tell me, Dad, you know, these guys were picking on me, whatever. But I don't mess with them. But I got these other guys here. And we play this game, we do this. I'm like, yeah, you're going to find that as you get older and you start going into the middle school and high school, you're going to have groups of friends that think the same way you do or do something similar to you do. And you have some guys that don't understand that shit and want to fuck with you and get a reaction. You got to learn to move around, all that kind of stuff. Now you're at the age where you're going to have to learn to navigate through through life this way. You know, you're going to have to figure out, all right, people who you can fuck with, people who you can't fuck with, people that fuck with you, because you got people that will fuck with you just because of things you know or things you have versus you as the individual. You know, and you got to learn to weed that shit out. I, um, you know, <laughs> my uh, dad's whole side of the family is from Baltimore, Maryland. So Oh, shit, be more. So minority already, like my grandpa still lives up there. And he goes, this is, this is just people that live here. Like when I was a kid, I used to hang with him. We used to drive to the store. I was like, uh, I was like, we live in like, this looks like a, not like a good, so neighborhood there's graffiti on the walls. I've never seen that. Cause I'm from a beach town. So it was like the worst graffiti you'd see is someone with like a, a, a like a messed up, you know, like uh, they would do like a dick on the side of a wall, but it would be gone the next day. But he just gets out. He goes, let's go in the store. And we sat down, went into like, they had a little restaurant in the back, a little like dining area, just sat there, ordered some food. And he goes, this is just people do being people. And I was like six at the time. So I was like, this is like, this is interesting as shit. I'm like looking around the whole place, like going around and you start to realize, like, I think people make assumptions based on things that they see through media, things that they see on news. Not all cops are bad. Nobody's inherently evil. I've brought this up to so many people because you hear like the whole like like the whole woke thing is just getting me like so upset because it's not the woke that is supposed to be the one that they want. It's like now they're changing the name of sharks from predators to what is it? Uh, close encounters. Oh, I heard that. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah. It, what are we talking about? Attacks, they're ocean encounters. Yeah. Oh my yep. God. I'm like, okay. So I had an encounter with a shark that bit my motherfucking dick off. That's an encounter. 
<laughs> like that that's, just, that's that, what you want to call it if you're that's alive and you're telling that story and someone says you have to call it an ocean encounter i'd be like fuck you i'm calling it a shark attack because my dick is that's gone. what it was yeah, yeah makes the story exactly. sound better but like the, the whole entire <laughs> idea of woke i think it's an inherently good one but i don't i think that's the only good part about the neural link is that it's supposed to sense your intent you i don't see a lot of people with hate in their hearts i really don't i see people in a pissed off mood but i don't see this genuine like fucking hatred that the news shows you and that's with everyone like that's well, see that's that's what's nuts to ahead. me see the thing is with that what gets me is that if people actually pay attention the news is run by cats that want to keep the pot stirred because the more you keep the pot stirred, the more you keep people divided, the more money you can make off of people. And those that own those corporations, those that own the pharmaceuticals, they want to keep you split up in these groups because the more you can divide the people, the more you can control some shit. You know, now the whole woke thing, the thing that gets me with people when they do, oh, I'm woke, I'm woke, like you don't have to announce that you're a woke individual. Like that has nothing to do with shit. You can have knowledge of yourself and knowledge of whatever without having to announce it. If you got to announce it, then you missing the whole fucking point. You know, if you're not passing what the knowledge that you have on to somebody else or having conversations with people, then you you're, you're missing the whole fucking point of being woke. You know what I mean? Being woke is just saying that you, you understand and you can read between the lines and you're willing to take dive in and, and learn some stuff that you thought was, talk to you right but really wasn't you know what i mean that's what woke is like you you see the bullshit now now let me learn the shit that i need to know and i want to have an understanding of stuff people speak about their privilege or something like that and i look at it like i i didn't have much growing up i does that a lot of people that i talk to don't know what it's like to heat their house by opening up the oven door so yo with a baked potato in that when you fucking know that struggle that's not fun um, That's real shit, though. <laughs> but you look at it like I think it's just a human aspect. Obviously, some people go through different things and different motions and have pain where it goes and everyone's pain thing is different. But I think it's just accepting about being a human being when it comes to the main endpoint of it. And I'm not speaking like I'm higher up. I'm not speaking like I'm enlightened or something like that. But just through the conversations that I've had with such amazing people like yourself where I'm just like – everyone's just trying to figure this fucking thing out i think the main that's it right there yeah but the main issue we need to tackle is the fact that it is fucking hard to survive that i'm afraid for my nephews that are Uh three and one years old that are growing up and i'm like what's the world going to be like for you when you're my age because i can't even get my own place because it's two grand a month where i live and that's who the fuck is you telling yes that's where i'm at right now me and my girl right now, we were trying to buy a house and the housing market is just fucking ridiculous. I've been calling like, it, bro. I said it was going to crash and then everyone's like, it's the best oh, I'm it's waiting ever on been. It. I'm waiting on it. No, I'm waiting for this motherfucking shit when, to blow the fuck up. When, the, when they say the it's the best it's in. ever been, you know, that's when they're like, oh shit, everything's about to explode. <laughs> yeah, because I, I told her, I said, look, if you pay attention to this shit right now, everything that's happening right now is similar to 08 when fucking they had all these people buying all these houses with these fucked up loans. What's happening now is people are buying these motherfucking houses, but now you're going to have this inventory that people are sitting on because they done bought these houses to try to either flip them, rent them, whatever. Now they're, they're, they're going to be S to fuck OL here soon. So let's just wait for this motherfucking shit to blow the fuck up in, the pe- in people's faces. You know what I mean? And then we'll get something later on. But even rent, rent prices are fucking ridiculous. Like you're saying two grand a month, right? 
It's the same thing out this way, bro. For fucking a two bedroom, like I, I need, I got kids. Man. I need more than a fucking two goddamn bedroom. Like it's not gonna fucking work. You know, me, my girl, my kids. We need an actual like townhouse house, and they trying to beat you in the head for that shit. And I'm like, nah, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not bullshit. Y'all got this shit all twisted, fucked up. Like you know what? When this shit pops, then we're gonna make sure we're in a good position to where we can walk into a place with the knowledge that we have. And be able to negotiate and get something that we want, you know, because I've been through this before. I know the process. I know how it goes. You just got to have patience. But, you know, going back to what you said about kids growing up in the age that, that things are now, it is, it's, it's scary. That's the thing that I fear the most. Like, what is it going to be like? You know, you, you got people out here just on this rant and rave about shit that they got. And, and the thing with people are they're, they're pissed off about minute issues instead of looking at the bigger picture of things like humanity as a whole we all strive to just survive and make it and try to do better for our young and in a sense that's that's pretty much all it is in a nutshell we all want to survive and we all want to have a life that we feel we deserve we got to bust our ass for it we get taxed out the ao for shit like you know i was having this conversation the other day with this guy talking about you know people talking about how they want to tax the billionaires and millionaires and all the CEOs. It's perfect fine and dandy. But when you tax these rich-ass motherfuckers, the products that they have and they sell, we end up having to pay for that shit. So we end up paying their fucking taxes that raise, which costs inflation to go up, which costs us to have to pay more money as the consumers for shit that we actually need or want, which means you got to bust your ass even harder to get that shit, which still, you're still getting fucked because you're getting fucked in the ass one way or the other. You know what I mean? Thank, Whether thank you, you like it or not. Thank <laughs> you. Because every time I talk to someone, they're all focused on like, I want to make like people need to look, companies need to change their profile picture to have a rainbow. And I'm like, do you think they give a shit? Do you they really don't give a fuck at all? They don't care. And that's like they'll put that rainbow up for pride months and say, hey, we're with you guys. Come buy this product. <sighs> the hypocrisy fucking pisses me off even more when nobody's being authentic about shit my real issue is that you need to look at these giant businesses and all these corporations that it's easier to be successful when you have money it should be the opposite way around if you're struggling like for instance the irs so the irs will not go they will not go after like billionaires or rich people for a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars because the the amount of court money they'll have to spend while this person can keep just throwing money at it until eventually keeps going on for years and years and years and they're never getting any progress only losing money but they'll spend their budget on attacking lower people people that don't make as much income Uh for a thousand dollars of taxes they'll do that much freeze your account they'll cut your credit cards off they'll empty out your check i mean all that shit they'll 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 take your check from your job all that we're in a structured system where the more money you have the easier it's going to be for you and i think it should be the opposite way around where it's the less you have the easier it's going to be for you to at least make something for yourself when you have exactly take an instance for a kid when you have a kid and you're raising them now you don't just kick them out on the street until they're seven years old no you raise them Mm -hmm. until they're 18 but you teach them the things that they need to learn to make sure they can become a full functioning member of society be able to go out on their own and buy a house and sustain the rest of their life pay bills do all these things but that's not what the industry's doing anymore it's not it's not set up anymore like that 
And then you tax creative people and you make it impossible for them to be able to get anything done by adding yep. privacy features, cookies, their audacity sells your data. Now um, YouTube, you can't say certain words. Censorship is yep. the biggest issue. You should never have people. You should never, if somebody says something, you got to make sure that like, that's a tough one with censorship because you don't want people saying racist shit. You don't want people saying horrible shit that your kids end up yeah. picking up or something like that. But you also have to understand is that like, we shouldn't have this thing where AI people can make bot accounts and then they can mm -hmm. say it under a fake name and a fake face. You have to use yep. your real shit. So you, you're, if you're attached to your name and face, like you are on my show, you're not going to exactly. say things that you don't feel strong about, or you don't have like, maybe you might joke around, but you're not saying anything that's going to be like, get a bunch of people raged out. And uh -huh. when it comes to censorship, they banned the lab talk. They banned a bunch of drug talks about COVID, anything yeah. they called it medical misinformation. And yep. then that, now it's the thing that got me. They, they're being looked back into now where it's like, oh shit, this actually might be a possibility. So we can unban these sensors. And I'm like, you already messed up people's shows. Uh-huh. Cause uh, there was one guy I was following uh, brother Reza Islam. And he was talking about, uh, you know, the COVID vaccination and stuff like that. And he had a, he had a lot of valid points with it. You know, like uh, I looked into it myself after it was brought up and I was like, you know, let me, let me see how much of this stuff is actually some factual stuff with it. You know what I mean? So, I checked it out that Pfizer back in uh, 1986 had, uh, we had a, um, I want to say it might have been smallpox is what it was, like an outbreak of smallpox. They were making vaccinations for it, right? Well, people were getting sick from the vaccination that Pfizer had made and whatnot. And the government was like, well, look, we're just going to, you know, they had uh, lawsuits against them. Against them. So the government's like, yeah, you know, we're going to let these people, this lawsuit, go ahead and, and follow through. Well, Pfizer was like, well, look, um, we can make this vaccination for you, but if you let these people sue us, we're just going to stop making this vaccination at all the way around. Like, ain't nobody going to get shit from us. So the government was like, well, the lesser two evils, let's get these people vaccinated. And some people survive, some people won't, but this way nobody can sue them. So you cannot sue any of the top pharmaceutical companies whatsoever. If something happens with this COVID vaccination, you can't sue them. You know, it's not, it's not at their fault because they had this, the lobbyists for the pharmaceutical companies have fucking put this in place. Matter of fact, the, the, the lobbyists for Pfizer, the people that made the vaccine, the first one anyway, fucking had, had this already put in place for them. So if shit goes down with this vaccine, you can't sue these people. Like Johnson & Johnson, when they had the people having the heart attacks with that, now they got something else going on with the, the heart defects in kids. And I'm like, I, I'm one of those cats that I don't, I don't do the vaccine thing. I don't, I don't get the flu shot. I stopped doing that when I was 16 because once I was old enough to make my own decisions about it. Every year I got the flu shot, I got sick. After I started taking the flu shot, I haven't gotten the flu since. You know what I mean? So that's just how I look at it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking the COVID shot because I've been essential since day one. So if my immunity system has maybe naturally built an immunity to this because I've been out here since day one, since all this shit started, I've never fucking stopped working. I've been around multiple different kinds of people with the jobs I've done. Then I think I'm pretty good. Maybe I, I, I haven't passed it along to anybody that I know of. My nieces and them have had it. I've had two nieces had it. I had a homegirl that's had it. I've had people around me that has had it, but I myself have never caught it or passed it along. You know, um, I never got the shot and I had a dentist that had his hands in my mouth who ended up having COVID and I never got it. Yeah, see, but I think about that shit. Like, the people, when they were talking about how all these people were dying from COVID, nobody ever said that they have any underlying disease. 
Nobody said that because uh, if you think about it, no, you never heard people dying from heart attacks, cancer, AIDS, any of that shit once COVID hit. Everybody, when they died, they died of COVID. You know, that's how it was reported. That's how it was put Dude, out. You know what my biggest fear was? My, so my grandma passed away in March. And oh, condolences, brother. Well, I, I searched just recently. I searched up her name on to see like the, the obituary because she was very private. We, it was only our family knew about it. And so I searched, yeah. I searched it up. And I clicked on it and I was like, okay, obvious she had lung cancer. So it was like a type of, yeah. it's, it's just, that's what it was. But I was so afraid because they put the COVID deaths for Maryland and I was scrolling through the list and I was like, I don't want to see her name on here. Cause what happened in the beginning with the amount of COVID deaths, it was lied about in States because they got yeah. more money for if there was uh -huh. a COVID related death to fund for respirators and things of that sort. And exactly. I'm like, exactly. I get it. It's a money thing, but that's a fucking horrible thing to do. If you're going to do that for somebody like exploit a death, like it's like, we have a death that's, tax. That's what the world has done. Cause we are just numbers to somebody, you know what I mean? Like lobbyists and those on the Hill, they look at us as just numbers. We're just a dollar sign. Really. How much money can we squeeze out of the average fucking person? You know, it doesn't matter whether you have a pot to piss in or not. If they can squeeze some kind of fucking change out of you, they're going to fucking do it. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not mad at that, though, because it's something you can't really control because it's been going on for so long. But I think what it is is just like my theory with McDonald's and like people go McDonald's is a horrible business. The guy's corrupt. I'm like, it's just a person that never gave a fuck about the person behind them. And sadly, every rich exactly. political figure, every billionaire, every whatever has never really got. And like people go like Obama, people go, first of all, I think any president that gets into office, they're like, I'm going to do everything that I said I was going to do. And they go to sign the little bill to do so. And then some person comes and then up. And that's just thrown out. Yeah. Well, there's some person comes up and goes, um, yeah, see, if you do that, then this is going to happen. And it's a chain mm -hmm. reaction that's going to make it even worse. And you realize we're in a structured system that is running, barely running, but everything that's yeah. the way it is, is because it's keeping us running this way. And if we change it, it's going to fuck everything up. So we need to find a way to slowly wean off the tit that we're on and find a way to be more self-sustainable in a better and effective way, which is not really being done because it's all a money game. As soon as money gets involved, yeah. it turns to this thing. And I'm like, look, I want the betterment of mankind. I want people to not have to wake up. I mean, it, to say in my eyes to be successful is just getting out of bed. That's yes. a fucking horrible you thing. Didn't, you didn't did you did the hardest part. Like I tell people all the time when we at work, you know, man, it's just a rough part. So you done the hardest part. You came in. Once the, you come in, the saddest part is that that has to be the bar, though, of like that has to be yeah. successful. Like we should strive for like I saw a meme where a dude goes, this is like my grandparents. And it's them like in a brand new, like huge mansion house with the like a small like 50 like a budget. <laughs> then it's like us now. And it's like you have a fucking plate of ramen in front of you. And you're like, yeah. this is, it's it's so I want people to be able to survive and not have to worry. And I think that's where a lot of our aggression, our trauma comes from is because mm -hmm. sadly we're in a world where it's like, it's, it's all about that money. And I get that. It's great to, you know, grind or whatever you got to do to get your stuff done in your personal life. But when it comes yeah. to the main world, you shouldn't be grinding people down to yeah. nothing. Like people's exactly. souls are physically broken. Kids are walking around shell shocked, man. Yeah. And that that's that's a crazy thing too when you think about it because I uh, you know it's funny that you're bringing all this up because I've been having these conversations for like months now 
you know, with different people. And, you know, I'm like, look, we're at a place to where, okay, one job's not going to suffice anything. You're not going to make it off of just one source of income. You have to have multiple sources of income in order to at least get your feet above water or at least have your torso above water. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you got to, you, if you, especially you have children, you got to think about how you're going to set them up for future references. You know what I mean? Like I looked at stuff back when I was younger and it, it didn't dawn on me till my father passed away that when he had a life insurance policy that, you know what, life insurance is a key to starting generational wealth. Cause when I go, my kids will be set up with bread, but just because they'll be set up with bread doesn't mean, doesn't mean they're going to be necessarily all right. Unless I teach them financial education because schools don't do that. So I need to sit down with a man like, look, this is what you do with your money. You have your spending, you have your savings, you have this, you got this, you can invest this, and you got to pay attention to what you're investing in. There's so many things that you can do to make your money work for you, but you have to be patient with it and you have to be educated on it because you could get, you could get miseducated on some stuff if you're not really paying attention. Like you really have to dive into study to learn these things that weren't taught to me. You know, like I, I told my nephew, my nephew, he's 10 years younger than me and I'm teaching him some things. And I'm like, look, your grandparents, my parents, weren't taught financial education. They were taught just to save. So my parents taught me, all you got to do is save your money, you're going to be all right. That was wrong. So my nephew, now that, you know, our generation that's up now, we've learned this and we've learned that it's the wrong way to go about it. Here's a way that you can go about it that should help you out because it, it starts to help you get yourself situated. Where I'm, if you start now, you're 10 years younger than me, I'm doing my thing right now and we do it together, you're going to be in a better place come the time you get to my age and, you know, and, and so forth, so forth. And he, you know, he's starting to catch on to it. I got a younger nephew, my youngest nephew, he has picked up on it. Amazingly. You know, he's called, Hey, Onk, how do I get my credit? Right. Hey, Onk, how do I do this right here? I need to figure out this right here. Can you help me with this? Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's get your budget squared away. This is how we're going to map it out. So by the time, cause and he's 17. I'm like, by the time you hit my age, boy, you're going to be straight. You're going to be all right. And you won't have to really bust your ass for shit if your money's busting ass for you. You see what I'm saying? But it's all about passing that knowledge down. I know that I'm going to have to bust my ass for the remainder of my life just to make sure that my kids got some general generational wealth passed down upon them and the knowledge they need to have with them so they can pass it down to my grandbabies, you know, and so forth and so forth. That's how I'm trying to get it has to start at home first, you know, the, the changes you want that, to make. That, that's, it's so hard though. Like nobody taught me how to shave. Nobody taught me how to pay bills. Nobody taught me any of this stuff. I mean, even yeah. mailing stuff out. That's, I didn't do that until like the other, <laughs> I was like uh, last year on Christmas, I was like, I'm mailing cards out. How do I do this? And I got it. <laughs> half of them came back. I mailed out like 50 something cards. Half of them came back. They didn't put the address correctly on there. I'm like, but I never was taught that shit. And it's like, yeah. cause my parents worked or they were so, yeah. they had so much going on in their they lives. They were, their stuff going on. They were just trying to stay afloat. And it's like, I don't, yep. I don't, I don't like that. That like, oh, please, if you set them up now by 50, they'll be good. Or by 40, they'll be good. And I'm like, fuck, man, I don't want, I don't, I just, it should be so easy 
to make something of yourself and not, I mean, the biggest issue that I have in my own life, and I think a lot of people do is this identity crisis of trying to find worth in something, trying to find yeah. that what you're doing is going to eventually amount to something that is going to leave you okay in life. That's all I want is okay. I don't want yeah. a fancy house. I don't want anything. I just want to be able yep. to live. And you want to be able to be comfortable, but that's a fucking task and a half that is asking a lot just to be able to survive right now and i'm like i don't yeah. know what it's going to be in the future and i'm so scared for a lot of people even myself going into it i don't know what's going to happen the next day i don't know if i'm going to be here or not yeah because tomorrow ain't promising none of us but you gotta i i tell people this a lot too you gotta take the w's where you get them at you know you wake up in the morning that's the win you know that's that's in the win column boom i got that you know, you're able to pay your bills. You might not be able to pay all of them, but you pay some of them. That's a W right there. The the L's teach you shit. The W's you got to appreciate where you have, wherever you can get them. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's what I tell people. Like even a small win, like getting out of bed. And I I know that I I say that is a small bar or that's a weird bar to set, but it's also like that is successful today, and everyone measures yeah. it off of something impossible. And I look at like, man. I almost had a thousand episodes, like especially like that doesn't like I still feel like, oh, shit, like this is nothing. There's people that post an episode and get a 10,000 subscribers from it. Oh, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's also like, what are you comparing that to? And I want to try and teach kids that are growing up as well, too. Like there's people I talk to that talk about, like, I'm not happy with this. I'm even for me. I'm not happy with this. I have people that tell me like you're doing good. And I'm like, I understand that. But there's a lot of shit that I'm focused on when it comes to like government stuff, things that are out of my control, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, man, you would think that you would want your people or the people that are producing your things to be in a better mood and increase their morale just so that they can produce better and be happy with what they're doing. But instead you want a bunch of people that are way too tired and have to go right back to work mm -hmm. to produce. So you're getting half-assed work. You want zombies and see, that's what I was, I, we, I literally just said what you said yesterday on our show, man. Cause, uh, for our Thursday episode, I was talking about Gary V. I don't know if you ever follow this guy on Instagram, but Gary V, my dude, young, that dude right there. I love that guy. You know what I mean? And he was talking about, you know, your employees should not. Be, he was talking to a guy about how he's been going through the hiring and firing process. Right. He said, man, your employees should not be there working for you because there's not going to be a single employee that has the same dream as the owner of the business. Going to the business should be working for your employees because you've got to set the environment to where if you got a good morale environment and people enjoy coming to work and, and they're getting paid, your your production of whatever product you have is gonna just increase because you set the bar to where you're you got a good environment. People don't have that drag on Monday morning, like, oh fuck, I gotta get up and go on this motherfucker. <laughs> I've Damn. had that so many yeah. times sitting in my car, I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, like shit, come on. Where's my Brewster Millions moment? I know I got an uncle that's out there that doesn't know me that wants to leave me just a bunch of money right now. I know he's out there. It's like office right space on. when he goes, I'm going to burn <laughs> this place to the ground. He just shows up to work and the whole place is on fire. Yeah, you know, you're just waiting for it. The earth is going to open up and swallow this bitch hole. I know it is. I know it is. Now it's still there. Fuck, I got to go in. You know, I've already made it in the driveway. I might as well clock the fucking, you know what I mean? But that, But that's just what it is. It's like, it, it it is a struggle and it's and people say oh you got to enjoy the journey and i'm like yeah the journey is cool and all but sometimes that journey be a pain in the motherfucking ass 
especially if you look at shit and, and, and depending on how you, I guess how you would uh, take it. What's the word I'm looking for? I, like rate yourself. Like you know, all right, I'm I'm doing this, but I'm not really getting anywhere. But this person, if you're trying to compare yourself to other people, it's not going to work for you. You got to just have your own. Everybody moves at their own pace. Everybody has their own. There's there's something for you out there. It's just going to take hell to get to it or find out. And sometimes you might not even figure that shit out until you're fucking old and great, you know, and, and the cr- crippling the shit, which really would fucking suck. Like, I would still like to enjoy the time on Earth, you know, at least wanting to travel and go some places, you know what I mean? With Puerto Rico. Mind intact. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah, I'm going to Puerto Rico, man, uh, this year. So that's going to be interesting because I haven't been to Puerto Rico yet. I've been to some places, but Puerto Rico is definitely coming up. I'm going to have fun doing that. It's a destination wedding I'm going to. I was supposed to go um, shit back in March, June, something like that, but COVID hit. And now the only thing I'm worried about, though, and I told my girl, this, I said, look, they say that we got to be vaccinated before we get, get on some shit. They can kiss my ass on that. Because you're not forcing me to take something I don't want to fucking take. All the door to door. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to. Oh man, that's Dude, that bullshit. I've read the <laughs> phone number for the line that's called me 16 times about getting a vaccine in, in one day, like in 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3. And they're calling about like, this is the COVID vaccine number. I'm like, now you really think I'm going to get it when you woke my ass up? Yeah, look, that, 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 all right, this whole COVID vaccinating and shit is, is really getting to me because we, I have a homie right now. He's, 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 uh, He's got cancer and it, it's fucking fucking him up because insurance isn't paying for it. So I set up a GoFundMe, or my sister set up a GoFundMe page on uh, my uh, Instagram account for the show. And uh, we're, you know, we're trying to raise money for him because insurance isn't paying for shit for him. You know what I mean? And it's fucked up because I'm like, you got these commercials for COVID saying that we're going to give you a car. We're going to enter you in a thousand dollar raffle. We're going to do this for you. you. Get a free bag of weed. I'm like, what kind of shit is this right here? Like, where the fuck were these people at when people need diabetes medicine, you know, cholesterol, heart medicine, you know, fucking uh, uh, methadone to get off fucking drugs and shit? Where were you at during all this bullshit that's been happening? But now because this fucking shots out, you want all these people to take this herded, what do they call it, herd immunity? You know, and that should be pissing me off, too, because I'm like, all right, you're just telling people they're sheep. We got to get the herd immune. Enough of you in the herd will fucking work and it'll be OK. So, you know? What you said, um, there was a podcast on Joe Rogan. I will say it again. I've said it before. It's Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey. Dr. Pierre Corey got his YouTube channel taken down because Dr. Pierre Corey is an ICU and lung specialist who is an expert on the use of drug ivermectin to treat COVID-19. Now, All right, yeah. he talked about this drug, but he also talked about a cheaper, more effective version of it that the government wouldn't use because it wasn't they couldn't make enough profit off of. So exactly. it's, it's a it money is. thing with the pharma, pharmacy thing we were talking about before. And he got his whole entire YouTube channel that was per, basically paying for his house, paying for everything. He was making so much money off of it that it got taken down for medical disinformation. And it's all because he was promoting a drug that's more beneficial and more helpful to people that the government's not using because they can't profit on it like they can with the other stuff. Uh Uh-huh. That's all it is, man. It's all about that bread, young. Like I told people, if you follow the fucking money, you will see that those that are invested in in Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson, those that own stock in these companies, their pockets are great. Like I... I could put money on Dr. Fauci. If you look at Dr. Fauci's fucking portfolio, I guarantee you his motherfucking money is great. 
You know what I mean? They're talking about, oh, you need to take this because this is going to help everybody. You're going to tell me that a virus that was supposedly nobody ever heard of, nobody ever seen before, you were able to make a goddamn vaccine in six months' time? Fuck out of here with that. We've had AIDS flying around this motherfucker since the 80s. Don't hear no fucking vaccine for that shit. You know what I'm saying? We got that we got cocktail. All- yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that. You know, the, the, the Magic Johnson money that he spent to where people don't have to spend their money like it. But still, we got all forms of cancer, but you're not helping people out with that because there's no money in the cure. As long as you can uh, sustain, like not even sustain, but, uh, you know, knock down the effects of whatever you got going on instead of curing it, there's always going to be money in that shit. You know, when you cure it, Oh fuck! What do we do now? We gotta come up with something else for these motherfuckers. Like a like a Delta variant. I love it because that yo, came yo, out. Said, how many how many times has this motherfucker shit transformed? Look, this that, is worse than Optimus Prime and shit. Man. <laughs> the craziest <laughs> thing is, um, the craziest yeah, yeah. thing is, you like that? That was a good one. Yeah, the mic pick that up. <laughs> that, um, that's a transformer sound. <laughs> but uh, the craziest thing is that Johnson Johnson was like, "Oh, ours covers that too." When it came out, and I'm like. All right, I have two questions. One, that means you either knew about it and you didn't uh-huh. say anything, or you're lying. So which Are one? Full of shit. Yep, exactly, exactly. Oh, well, ours covers that too. How the fuck is it gonna cover it? This shit just came out yesterday. Are you Baby D like on next Friday? Oh, Baby D know about all the snacks before they come <laughs> out. The, the fucking cookie with the glitter in the middle and shit, the cream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, now, y'all motherfuckers know what's the fuck going on. Oh, it's all. Up. Get a shot a hustle, and get uh, some cosmic brownies or whatever those things are, the nutty buddies. Like, this is what I've been telling people, too. Like, all right, now, everybody has their right to make their own decision whether they want to take the shot or not. I'm not against what people doing whatever the fuck they need to do and make their decision in their life. My thing is this. When y'all pass away, those of you who have taken the shot, I'm waiting to see if y'all come back like some motherfucking Walking Dead shit. This headshot's on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, look, if somebody, I'm not getting bitten in the fucking neck. It's not happening. <laughs> well, in that, you know what I mean? in that podcast I was telling you about, he was talking about how, like, when you have a child, because child, they say that some children can get the vaccine and some can't, depending on their age range. And he goes, if you check, like, what what it is, it'll say, ask your doctor if you're under the mm-hmm. age of this. Then you go to your doctor and you ask them about it, and they'll say no, not yet. And that's just yeah. because they're not they're not trying to publicize that the kids shouldn't be getting the vaccine yet. Cause there are some complications with it. So exactly. It's like in, in that podcast, Dr. Pierre Corey starts calling out all this shit. He goes, this is like real shit that nobody's talking about. Like pregnant women, if you go and they'll say, talk to your doctor, you talk to your yep. doctor, they go, I don't think you should get it because they know it's not good for that, but they're not going to put it on television. Cause it's only going to scare you even more from not getting it. They're not now, taking it. This isn't like an anti-vax thing. This is a fact of like, this has been uh-huh. rushed. This is yes, and it's that's what people can't get past, like the Delta variant. With it was all because, like, I think a bunch of people were like, "We're opening back up. We're saying fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. I need to get my business started." Then they're like, "We need to keep yeah. them in fear somehow. We need to get the power back." Delta variants, and then that didn't uh-huh. work, and they were like, "Oh, guess what? ISIS is coming back." They tried to bring back ISIS. The dude said something. Oh, ISIS yeah, is still yeah. a threat. I'm like, that died four <laughs> years ago. What are we talking about? <laughs> because fear controls the mind of people, man. You and know, the people are strong. People, yeah. Well, you know what? I wouldn't say all of them. I wouldn't say all people are strong, but they are, you know, 
the fear mongering of all this shit is what is really what pissed me off too because i'm like yo you keep on like all right for fucking months there was uh you would come on tv and they would have the total numbers of deaths with covid on the side you know you would see that all the time that shit that went away now now it's how many people don't have the vaccination you know how many people aren't vaccinated oh well here here now this is the other thing i heard on the radio the other day that what, what made me laugh because and it's not funny but it just it's it's the irony of shit they were saying that places that seen the Delta variant come back, they're like, uh, it's in places where there's not highly enough people vaccinated. But the places that do have high vaccinations are top of the chart. Like people in New York, they're saying New York that was a highly vaccinated place. New York, uh, and there was two other places that they said were highly vaccinated. Florida. But the Delta variant, the Delta variant fucking is, is running rampant up that way now. I'm like, well, if you had all these motherfuckers vaccinated and you said this vaccination was going to fucking prevent shit like this from happening, why the fuck is it happening? So what's the point of even taking the shit? It's shit still going to fucking happen. You know what I mean? I look at it like I think a bunch of governments <laughs> are also trying to get the power that China has because China has yeah. gotten their people to do whatever they say whenever they want to say it. They like that mindless production. And sadly, yep. everyone now is like so divisive and so tearing each other apart, which is for good reason. But I think it's an aspect of we need to funnel that energy into getting like whenever something happens, like with the riots and stuff like that. Nobody ever looks at the huge issue during the Black Lives Matter riots or the protests. Mm -hmm. They, there's a thing called age of provocateurs. You know what those are? No. There's they're government people that are hired to cause oh, like, violence in a situation the, to yep, make yeah. so they can come in and handle it. Well, during the black They've lives been doing that shit for a long time. Well, during the Black Lives Matter protest, there was a video of a man with a yellow umbrella, and he was just taking a hammer and walking past every shop window and just hitting it. Yeah, I've seen that. And what happens is there were piles and giant crates and pallets of bricks bricks that were dropped off where no construction was around yeah, and it's yeah. like you don't just leave bricks out in the open for people to grab you're uh -huh. incentivizing violence and then when it happens they can shut it down nobody questioned why in the capitol hill rise the cops were opening up the doors open opening up doors moving the barricades all of that shit. you start yep. to realize it's just the way where like i feel like with all these riots, everything that we do, we get right to the doorstep. But if we get past that, there's something even bigger there that we're going to go. They go, okay, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. And they give you something like dangling keys in front of somebody. Uh -huh. But then if you just go a little bit farther, you can actually see the man behind the curtain, but we never get to there because they always throw something at us that goes like PETA, for instance, 20, we talked about it with animal crackers. Uh -huh. They just got the animals from yeah. behind bars, but they were doing shady yep. shit in Iraq. It's like they're, they're trying to make sure you don't get to the core issue. You're just going to keep resetting yep. the process over and, and see, over that's, and over again. That's, and that's the whole deal. And it's funny to hear you actually say that because people don't see that, you know, like the, the, the whole government shit, They've been doing this with different groups since way back when. Like they had people in the Black Panther uh, movement. They had people in uh, Malcolm X's circle, Martin Luther King's circle. They had they had operatives and all of this shit. Even the, even the uh, uh, women's rights, women's rights movement in the twenties. They had motherfuckers in there to fuck that shit up. You know what I mean? If you if it was even possible to see the man behind the curtain, like the quote, the man. You know what I mean? If you were like an undercover undercover brother, oh, we got to get to the man. We got to find out who the man is. You know what I mean? If you could actually find that shit out, the, the world would lose its shit. 
is dashing into the truth about search. You know, like if you could ever see what the fuck's in the Vatican, what the Vatican's been hiding, people would lose their shit. They probably, you know, they wouldn't worship the wall and, and the Pope and all this shit like they do blindly if they knew what the fuck they were hiding behind them walls. You know what I'm saying? I bet they got like, the it, leftover 50 documents of JFK assassination in there. Oh, man, they got all kinds of shit in the fucking Vatican, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, they, they probably even got a subway under that bitch just for them. You know what I mean? They probably got a whole fucking goddamn warehouse full of baby dick cream for the motherfuckers. <laughs> They got over <laughs> 6 million books in that thing. And I think um, when we talked, they were translating, I think, 1,000 something a year over to digital format to be able to do that. So in case anything happens, like the Great Fire of Alexandria that burned all the books. So they, they, in case something like that ever happens. But I go, the issue is, is like when there were government people that were infiltrating Black Panther society and then getting them to fight amongst each other to start violence to cause a disruption for when they can go in there and handle the whole situation when violence occurs. They're doing the same thing with Antifa. They're doing the same thing with so many different organizations. And you start to realize is like, it's, 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 it's a horrible thing for people because we see one person and we go, then we can join in. But at the same time, it's also a government that's playing us like fucking kids. And I'm exactly. like, exactly. Are we going to say shit about it? Or are we just going to keep letting it go? Because there's a narrative out there, much like the mm -hmm. fear narrative. There's a fear narrative where it's like, I like the fear. I like being locked inside of my house. I like this. You got to wear a mask, all this type of shit. Government in California, the mayor or governor just announced that they're going back to masks. Yeah, again. they're going back to the mask. Yep. How many states are going to go with that and do the same thing? Or are there going to be a bunch of states that are like, go fuck yourself? Uh-huh. I'm quite sure Texas and Georgia might do a go fuck yourself moment there. Texas Maryland will. To Maryland fuck will. Oh, man. Larry Hogan, that motherfucker, man. You know, surprisingly enough out of him, he's he's seems to I'm be not a, a decent fan. motherfucker. I'm not a fan. Really? Well, you just, up there, so you 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 deal with more of the shit that you got to deal with, with him. Well, when he shut down businesses, I knew a couple people that ended up taking their own lives because they lost their business. So it was like, ah, gotcha, I gotcha. have like a thing where it's like, you got to let people make the decisions for themselves. I, it's the vaccine yeah, you thing do. too. There are people that, there are two types of people in the world, Mike. There are people that want to be left the fuck alone and people that won't leave them the fuck alone. And yeah. The you know people what I that won't leave that. them the fuck alone are the ones that go, you need to get your shot. You're killing people. It's like, do you have it? Good. Shut the fuck up and let me make my own decisions. Yo, I got a guy I work with that's like that. He, he harped on me the other day. Man, you really need to get the vaccination, man. Look, all of us here got it. So what do you think? And I hit him with the same shit that I heard when I was little. So if all y'all jumped off the motherfucking building, you think I'm gonna jump off too? Nah, bro. That's just, just not me. Well, now like <laughs> jobs are starting to require it. And so a big yeah. push that's happening now with the Delta variant is like, if you don't have your shot, you're not working here. And I'm like, dude, what are you going to do? You can't exactly. force people to do something that they don't want to do. They're going to lose their the jobs. That, and, and that's what they're trying to get to is that force force into vaccination ship because they say, you know, companies can make that decision for themselves now. It's not the government making that decision for you. We're letting the companies do that on their own. Now, if a company wants to do that, that's perfectly fine for them to do that. Well, the CDC you know? did that when they made all the rules and regulations. And then people are like, no, you got to let us start up our businesses and do all this stuff. They pushed the blame on the governors. So then everyone's like, yeah. the governors are the issue. It's like the CDC just put, they were following what the CDC uh -huh. said to do. But the CDC wiped their hands clean. Like, nope, it's your governor. Nope. It's not us. Yep. Like we got blackface out here, old blackface Norton and uh, Northam and, uh, he uh, just legalized weed. Well, not really all the way legalized. Oh, yeah, he did legalize it, decriminalize and all that. Even though 
those of us like myself under federal fucking employment can't burn because it's still schedule one. But I'm like, you know what? If you want to bounce back from all the shit that COVID did, legalize fucking marijuana and, and be good because now people can make money for themselves off the fucking plant that they can grow themselves and do whatever the fuck they want to do with it. Whether you want to sell it, infuse it, break it down, or however you want to do Shove it. Shove it up your ass. It, it, it's all perfectly legal. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's something you want to do. You know, but I'm like, you can bounce back from COVID because you can stimulate the economy with that money right there. But you got fucking Biden up there talking about, oh, we need more study. Bitch, you didn't have that much study in this goddamn vaccination. As much study you want to fucking do with THC. Kiss a dick. You know? <laughs> that, it's that, it's that, it's just the dumbass games they like playing. And I, I hate being chess piece. You know what I mean? That's the thing that it really does bother me with that shit is like, we're, we're all pawns in this game that they're playing up there with with everybody's lives you know shit goes down in another country we're right there oh we're gonna help them out we're gonna do all this shit do you not realize we got roads and bridges falling out this motherfucker build this fucking uh, we're not worried about that because over there you know we got to help out people over there because they, they they have it worse than us first let's focus on shit at home let's get let's get the house intact first let's let's get let's get where we are in a position to where it's not a big deal now to go over there and help out. We've got ourselves together here. We can go over there and help, but not until then. You know what I mean? Well, the whole saving the community and saving the neighborhood thing, if you don't have your own house in order and you extend your reach out too far, you extend yourself a little bit too far, you shut down, you go back to caring about yourself, and then you don't ever want to reach back out again because you knew last time I did that, it went horribly. It's like, because you didn't, you weren't ready to do so. And I mean, this community thing got broken up after two weeks of the pandemic. People are like, I'll come to your house and bring you groceries. Do you need something? Let's care about our neighbors. Two weeks, I said it was going to be done because I've been in a near-death experience and I know it lasts two fucking weeks until you're back to the same routine you were doing before. We're in a routine, a system that is set up for you not to talk to your neighbors unless it's on a device and that's not the same effect if me and you mike were having a beer right now yeah 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 because having a beer man you sitting there you kicking it you gotta it's a different environment you know it's not this distance that's in between and then on top of that you got the other cats that'll be around you that want to chime in and that's where the conversations and stuff start brewing and as long as you're open-minded with it like that's that's what i i was telling somebody you know growing up i was so glad that my parents didn't let me grow up in a box you know they were like you know you're gonna go out here you're gonna see the world you're gonna uh experience some things that that you're gonna need to learn about and being able to talk to so many different kinds of people from all across different places man really helped mold me into the person i am you know and i'm like you know i'm trying to make sure that my kids have that same experience too like look don't just shelter yourself from these kind of people that you need to learn some shit out here there's good and bad all over and you just got to navigate through it and how you take it is how you take it i uh wouldn't be who i am today with probably all the conversations i've had you know i look back before i started this thing and how little i knew how my perceptive view of the world was so small compared to where i know now where i'm worried about things aren't really even in my own country on an aspect of there's so much going on you don't even realize and i think it should be safely weaned into you at a slow rate and i kind of absorbed it all at once but i I think it's beneficial to know these things because as painful it is to know that it's happening, I'd rather know it's happening than be unaware of it because you can start to 
predict and see where it's going to go next. And maybe that's how you can decipher your next move. Instead of thinking, I'm going to put all my money into the stock trade. They say it's a good thing. It's like, well, we've known it to crash. Uh-huh. It, it does. It will happen. Like anything that goes up, like they say, must come down because it, it's bound to happen. Like I got a friend when uh, the Black Lives Matter stuff started happening and she honestly really didn't know all the stuff that was happening with the police violence and stuff. She's like, man, like I never knew that this was a real big issue until I was here during COVID and actually watching news like, wow, this shit really does happen. I'm like, yes, we are. This this been going on since before all this shit happened. You know what I mean? I said, this was going on back before Rodney King was getting beat. You know what I mean? This shit's been going on for some time. And at the same time, you still got violence in these neighborhoods too as well. So you got to find some kind of way to, to change all that shit at the same time. It's like everything starts within the home and outskirts it, you know, like the, the, the police brutality thing. Yes, I do agree that all cops aren't evil. All cops aren't bad. But you got a handful of these motherfuckers that the good guys, the good cops do know about that they can't do shit about because police are in a fraternity. That's their thing. It's the same thing as these cats in these neighborhoods killing all these people in their neighborhoods. It's like a fucking silent fraternity. You know, you got these cats that roll together that ain't going to say nothing about somebody else. So it's the exact same thing. And you can't be mad at one and not be bad at the other for the same fucking shit that's happening. You know what I mean? That's the thing that bothers me. You got the people in Chicago are suffering because all the gang violence is going on up there. But then you got the police brutality on this and on this side. You got to be mad at both of them. If you don't have the same anger that the shit that's going on, the killings that are going on in these neighborhoods, like I'm fucking the little six-year-old that died in D.C., what was it, uh, yesterday on the scooter. On a little scooter. She was on a fucking scooter, man. Going to the store to get some snacks, you know? And got hit by a bullet. Like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. If you ain't mad about that and you still ain't getting pissed off about a cop killing somebody, there's a problem, man. There's moral issues that people got to look at themselves and figure out what the fuck the deal is. And how do we as a whole steer this boat in a different direction? Let's go. I, uh... I do want to bring up something that's kind of funny is that I watched a, a cop video where a, a cop was co like walking up to this guy. This guy goes, officer, I punched him right in the face. I punched him right in the face. Yeah, he snitched on himself. And he goes, I don't <laughs> think we're here for you. I, I tell nah, the yeah. funniest shit I have ever seen. My <laughs> the dude crazy. just started narking on himself. Man, I just hit this motherfucker in the face. Yeah, it was me. I, I did that. You know, we're, we're not here for you. I don't think uh, we're All right. Huh. Well, tell me about what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. You'd have fucked up now. You'd already opened your mouth. It's like that movie New Jersey Drywall. You know you fucked up, right? Yeah, you fucked up, right? <laughs> you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> but I, I think that uh, there's a really important movie that kind of clarifies a lot of what we were saying, too, about being a parent, too. And that's with Denzel Washington, where he talks to his kid. And he goes, come over here. And kid walks over and goes, what? He goes, you say I don't care for you. Do you have a house? Yes. You're going to say, oh, sir, when I talk fences. to you. Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. He goes, do you have food on your plate? Yes, sir. Do you have clothes? Yes, sir. Then I do all I need to do. I don't need to be your friend. I'm your father. And I'm uh -huh. like, that's so true. Like people want, like, I get it. You're supposed to have an emotional relationship, but at the same time, if you're not struggling, if you're mm -hmm. not worried about all these things and as a parent, they've done their job. Cause see, I, I, I told, I told that to, um, I told that to my ex-wife at the time when, when we had, uh, the, the, we were together that I'm not my kid's friend. I, I'm not, I'm their parent. I'm their father. Now when they're 18 or, or when they're on their own, they're paying their bills and all that shit and they got their own shit. 
yeah, then we friends. You know what I mean? Because you're doing your thing and I'm going to help a friend out. At the same time, you're still my kid, but then now we can be buddies. But right now, I'm your father. and My job is to be that father and to show you these ropes and to pass you the knowledge that I have to you so you understand how to come up in this world as a, as a functioning adult, as a functioning human being and be considerate of other motherfuckers and at the same time, understand not to deal with cats that don't want to be around you or don't or don't respect you and you got and i gotta show you these ropes and do all this stuff try to put all this knowledge in you before my time on this earth is taking place you know what i mean when i get that call to come home ain't no i'll oh, give me five more minutes now when it's time to go you go into the upper room just like martin and them say you go into the upper room today when you gotta go to the upper room you go into the upper room <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> um. Mike, you've given me enough of your time, man. I really appreciate you coming back onto the podcast. Hell we gotta, yeah, man. It's been we a gotta do, we gotta do this again. We got, yeah, I'll say we got to do it again. Hopefully not 600 episodes down the line. Obviously, yeah. we'll, let's talk off air and get, uh, you know, some time set up and stuff when you're available again. But Hell yeah. where can people find your podcast where I've okay. been lucky enough to be a guest? Uh, yeah, you can check me out if you want to check me out at uh, Mason and Friends Show. It's a podcast. It's a group of us talking shit and just shooting the shit all day long. We try to break it to mundane. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can check out my Instagram at J-A-Y underscore Rod underscore Statham. Uh, and actually, while you're on there, check out the GoFundMe link for my homeboy Snacks, man. He's a member of the Ricky Ship Crew. That's what we call our fans on the show. You know, he's he's battling cancer. And if you can donate anything, any denomination of money, man, will help. Prayers and, prayers and pockets, man. Just help out if you can. I'll make sure I link it all in the description. And thanks for listening to this episode of Battle of the Blank Podcast.